right, well, welcome back to Weekend Plans, um, podcast where we talk about things we do on the weekend, gaming, movies, sports, I guess, now that football season's back and fantasy's in full swing, we'll probably sneak those in. Um, I'm joined today by Jackson, mainly. Hello. Hello, Jackson. Hello. Thank How... you for having me back. Thanks for coming back. Happy to be here. Good. It's going to be fun. Today's going to be a good one. And then Jamie will be here, but she's just going to be off to the side. Yeah, I'm just going to have my producer ears on today. I I know nothing about what you're talking about, so I'm just going to kind of bow out. Exactly. What are we talking about? We are talking about the movie Joker, the new one, the Joaquin Phoenix. It's the, it's the separate tale. It has I think it has nothing to do with Robert Pattinson's, although Robert Pattinson slipped up and said it might, but I don't think it does. That would be really fucking interesting. I think so, too. Because Robert Pattinson's... This is, we're already segueing, but I think his, his Batman movie is like set in the 90s? I don't know. There's a lot of like different stuff going on with yeah. that. But it's like... I think it's either its own DCEU thing now and not a prequel to... I, like, I don't think he's going to grow up to be Ben Affleck. I don't think so, no. So. <laughs> I think they are erasing all of that yeah. slowly. That is a movie I am so excited for, and I cannot wait. I know, me neither. But we are not talking about our excitement for um, that Batman movie. We're talking about Joker. Um, Joker is currently destroying over at the Venice Film Festival. Um it's won pretty much every award it can. It has nothing but rave reviews. People are calling it the film of the year. They're going to say Joaquin Phoenix gets an Oscar for this. Movie probably gets an Oscar for this. Everybody's excited, except for Jackson. Jackson is not excited. <laughs> and all this good praise is just making him more mad. <laughs> so we're here to talk about why that's the case, because I'm intrigued. So give me, give me your Reader's Digest real quick. So you have notes, which makes me nervous. I don't have notes. <laughs> <laughs> but give me the reader. Let's start. Let's dive in. Give yeah, me your give me your give me your pitch here. Your let's elevator do this. pitch. I'm gonna start with a few caveats and disclaimers. Uh-huh. All right. Um, I would not say that I'm necessarily mad. I sometimes would okay. like joke about that. But um, right off the top, uh, I'm really excited by the concept of this movie kind of introducing, like, Elseworlds movies. Yes. Like, movies where you can ignore continuity, and they're like, we're going to tell this story. Yes. Like, we're going to do this thing. I think that's awesome. I hope that, like, continues, and they keep that going. I want that to be I want that to be DCs. I don't want a shared universe. They have too many great stories to tell. Yeah, and they've proven they can't do that. <laughs> like, won't do that. Let's hope this one changes Whatever. their mind. Um, on top of that, um, I think the best comic book characters in Batman and his world specifically, are things that are open to these wide swaths of interpretation. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at Adam West Batman and you look at Christian Bale Batman, there are two opposite ends of the spectrum, but they're both unmistakably Batman. This you know is what true. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love when directors come on and they have, like, a take. Mm. And they bring things, like, if you look at, like, Nicholson's Joker through, like, Burton's perspective, there's this whole we- weird thing of a uh, twisted vanity. Yeah. Like, he was a dude who would, like, look at himself in the mirror when he was Jack Napier and mm-hmm. had a really high opinion of himself. And then when he became the Joker, he was like, well, I am beautiful, so this is what's beautiful now. For the rest of that movie, he's, like, scarring people and, like, yeah. destroying paintings. And he's like, I'm making the world better because it needs to be my, like, It me. looks like me. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's not something that's from the comics. It's something that Burton brought to it. Exactly. Uh, if you look at Ledger's Joker, the whole like anarchist, like yeah, his was. You follow these rules because you want society to work, but society doesn't work, so it's all just a joke. Mm-hmm. Like that's not really from the comics, but that totally fucking worked. In Changed that movie. comics. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I even like I'll stump a little bit for Leto's Joker. <laughs> like I don't think Oh, Leto's Joker. I don't think he was bad. I he think was he's the victim. just I think he's not in that movie. No. So when you see like the bits and pieces, you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, why is he here? But uh like I dug the like the clothes that they put him in. I like that he's wearing like boxer shorts at one point with little Batman symbols on him. He was just over the top insane. And like yeah. even Leto himself says they cut most of his yeah, scenes. He's and, just like, not in that movie. No. Uh he should have been the villain of that movie. He should have been the villain. Or uh, in like a perfect world, like Deathstroke would be a great villain for a Suicide Squad movie, but we'll move on from that. Yeah, so I think Suicide Squad's getting a mini reboot too. <laughs> yeah. James Gunn, let's do it. Yep. Uh, on top of that, Joaquin Phoenix, obviously like one of the great greatest actors alive right now. I yeah, he's, he's gonna, definitely had a comeback too. He's going to really do it. And as a small note, I really like the color green of his hair, and I love that suit they've got him in. Yes. And little details matter, so, like, those are things I'm excited about. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be... Well, I mean, it's already gotten amazing reviews, but I love the idea of this one is, let's see a Joker formed without Batman. Yeah, exactly. So like, it, yeah. So, all that being said... <laughs> all those good things. What, like, I'm... Again, not mad about, but, like, ambivalent about is, like, I've reached, uh, maybe it's old age, or maybe, <laughs> but, like, a place in my comic book and just nerdery mm-hmm. fandom that this, like, whole, this is what this character would be like if they were real thing, mm. like, just kills my heart on immediately. Like, okay. it's so boring to me. Like so, yeah, the trip into realism. That... Yeah, like and it's like it's like what if the Joker were real? Like the Joker's not real. Joker's never yeah. gonna be real. Let him represent these things to us. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and you know some people say like Nolan's Batman is like the realism or realistic take on Batman, and no, it's not. <laughs> it's about as realistic as you can try and get with a yeah. billionaire who goes out at night to fight crime. I think there's a difference between like realism and mm-hmm. believability. Yeah, and I love believability. Mm-hmm. In any sort of like comic book or fantasy thing, but I don't care about realism. It's it's a fine line to walk because it's like um, there's that scene I think it's in Begins where he's in the t- no it might be the Dark Knight he's in the tumbler and he's going driving through the streets at and he you know goes into ghost mode but he's just clipping all these mirrors on parked cars yeah and I'm like watching it and I'm like this dude literally just took out like 200 side mirrors people are gonna come out to their car the next day to go to work and the mirror's gone. Yeah, and who's gonna address that? There's a scene in Batman Begin where begins where he curls Liam Neeson. That's true. Liam Neeson is a 200 pound man <laughs> easily. You gotta you gotta dabble some entertainment. Yeah. Um I think that's what this Joker is gonna do. I think it's there's a lot they're talking about how this is more. Um, it's kind of more we're taking a look into Joker's mind, and a lot of it is not gonna be real. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this is going to be over the top, um, kind of crazy, and like things are going to get weird. But that's because we're seeing the world through his eyes. That's interesting. That's what I'm hearing a lot of like feedback on is that we see the world through his eyes, and so a lot of it, a lot of people said they left the movie and they actually weren't sure what the ending was. Like mm. they all took different endings away from it. Okay. 
And so the way they're doing this movie is very like it's almost not a Batman movie. It's almost right. not a it's just Joker's the character they're using. Right. But they're telling their own story with Joker. Yeah. yeah. So I it's so <laughs> weird, but I I have a question for you. Yes. As like a lifelong Batman fan and somebody mm-hmm. like who has, you know, stake in this. The idea of like a Joker origin story, does that does that excite you? Is that something you think? So, it does. Okay. And Joker's an interesting character because it's... There's a comic I read that was kind of fascinating where it was one of the recent uh, stories they did. But basically, in the comic, they teased the idea that Joker has been around forever. Yeah, that one, Joker, of, one yeah. of Scott Snyder's, I think. Yeah, uh, Scott Snyder's. Yeah. That Joker is actually immortal, and mm-hmm. he is part of Gotham. Like, he came over uh, to... He founded Gotham. He's part of the original founding members. And he's just constantly been in the shadows and underground, and he's just been in Gotham. And kind of kind of behind the scenes until Batman arrived. And then Batman is what awoke what is Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, like, so weird to me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I read <laughs> really it, and I'm weird. like, okay, we've officially taken Batman from... Batman's always been the realistic superhero. Even, like, you know, he fights things like Poison Ivy who controls plants or whatever. There's still... His world is still doused in, like, a level of realism. Mm-hmm. And now this is the first time I've seen a Batman story come out of realism and say, we're actually not realistic at all. Because now we've introduced this idea that this man is an eternal being. Yeah. Almost like... Uh, he's almost like Pennywise. Yeah. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Probably a little too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, the idea of this one just being a man who just literally got thrown into society mm-hmm. and society just kicked the living hell out of him until he finally snapped and took on a different persona. It's We're following somebody who has split personalities and eventually the second personality, which is Joker, wins. And it's him embracing that personality. And we find, we're, apparently we're going to see what his reasoning and logic is to why he does yeah. it. So, yeah, I'm excited because it's also it's a standalone film. Yeah. It's a story, and that's cool with me. They're not trying to hammer this as, like, this is now the Joker origin. Right. And that never works anyway. No. Like, anytime somebody tries to do that, somebody else comes along a few years later and is like, no, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> it, we can look at, uh, I mean, it happens so much now. Like, Spider-Man's about to watch Uncle Ben get shot for the fourth time. Uh... Like, <laughs> that's a different, uh, Disney and Sony, that's their own thing, and it's a different, different podcast for a different day. But, it, and, you know, like we just said, Justice League is um, done. They had two movies, and now that's done. So if they ever do it again, it'll be a reboot. Yeah. Um, the Suicide Squad, it's getting like a mini reboot. Mini reboot. Although, like, Jack Courtney is coming back, and... Uh... It's weird. <laughs> it's it's super weird. Like, I think he's one of those things about that movie that worked. So mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to see that. <laughs> they, they made a good choice. And then um, Will Smith isn't coming back, right? No, but I think they're not recasting Deadshot like they talked about. So Deadshot's he could be... come back. Mm, he's going to be MIA for this to. one. Yeah. I think um, Idris Elba, the rumor, is Bronze Tiger, which is pretty fucking rad. Yeah. 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 Anything he does is sweet. Yeah. So, um, but what else? What else? You have so many notes here. I want to go through them. <laughs> <laughs> nervous. This is like, like, it's just personal things that I feel about the Joker or, I don't know. And like, you, you've made points that I agree with. Like, I'm not going to not see this movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I went and saw Venom. 
I, had, I didn't even see Venom, and I, I love the, Venom. I had the same feelings going into Venom, where I was just like, why are they doing this? Spider-Man's not even in this movie. And, and literally the entire reason Venom is Venom is because Spider-Man rejected him. Yes. And so that's, the, that's why Venom turns into the black and white suit. It felt like a movie that was made in 2002... That, mm-hmm. like, went into a vault or something, and they rediscovered it. Right up to the point of it having fucking Eminem on the soundtrack. He's coming back. It makes, <laughs> they, they got lucky. Um, I'm pretty sure he put out an album, like, last year. So... <laughs> Who fucking cares? <laughs> All right. With I turned my Kelly. mic back off. <laughs> um, fuck, what else? Um... Like, you brought up uh, some of other B- Batman's other villains. I mm-hmm. always thought what was cool about Batman, and like Spider-Man to a degree, is that all his best villains are sort of like reflections of him. Yeah. Like, you've got Two-Face, who has this dual identity. Mm-hmm. You've got the Penguin, who is like this orphan from a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. Um, Burton did a lot of weird shit with that. Which is well, cool. the Burton's <laughs> Penguin is... Burton's Penguin <laughs> is Donald Trump. <laughs> Burton's Penguin is Donald Trump. It's Danny DeVito like a, doing his a, best Donald Trump impression. A gross, horny mutant with pretensions of high society. <laughs> yeah. It's it, Donald Trump. It, it, it's if, I think it's if Donald Trump was rejected. Because if. If, if he was rejected from the high society world, I could see that. Because yeah. he's just very like, I deserve to be in a higher place. I was mm-hmm. born into a higher place, but they won't accept me. Yeah. And so I'm going to bite this guy's nose. <laughs> so. Um. But yeah, and then Joker specifically representing this sort of like mirror image of Batman in that mm-hmm. if Batman believes in like forcing order where there is none, mm-hmm. um, it's a little bit they talk about that in a Batman v Superman, which is not a good movie, but he has that line where he said, <sighs> uh, "The world only makes sense when you force it to," mm-hmm. um, which was like a a, a kernel of uh, interesting <laughs> Batman philosophy, Charlie. <laughs> The Joker out there, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Batman vs Superman. That's just yeah. breaks my heart. But my, like the point being, also I have this whole thing about uh, makeup Joker, and I like it's instead kind of, of Scar Joker. Yeah, like I think it's cool and it it works sometimes, but it's only ever gonna look to me now like a half-assed Ledger Joker. Like to me, like makeup Joker was Ledger Joker. Yeah, he his was the best because it was um. You can tell it was just... Yeah. Ledger's Joker changed everything, but it was like... Yeah. He did it himself. Like Heath Ledger actually did the makeup himself. Because he wanted to be like, it's not going to be pretty. But um, like to me, part of Joker, what made him interesting is like a mirror of Batman has always been. Batman is a guy who, you know, by all accounts in every version is this like really good-looking guy who dresses like a monster, mm-hmm. but then he uses the monster to do positive things. Yeah. And Joker's this guy who doesn't dress this way he's stuck this way yeah he can't change but he's a clown so he's something that should be positive and he uses it to do negative things yeah and i think that's really interesting yeah i mean it's well that's why they're the best like hero villain because joker is basically batman yeah and batman is basically joker they're yeah. the same person they're mm-hmm. just doing different things they're doing and, different things and that's what joker keeps like saying to batman and batman will never accept yeah which is one of my favorite things is every time Joker gets back in Arkham, he always says, you should be in here with me. Yeah. Because it's true. Batman is actually insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, to varying degrees. And mm-hmm. I'll always, again, probably old age, kind of reject the um, the really hard-bitten, like, violent vigilante 
depiction of Batman just doesn't work for me anymore. Like I want to, I like a superheroic Batman. Okay. To a degree that's like he's still a person, like he doesn't, you know, doesn't have mm-hmm. powers or anything like that. But like in a Grant Morrison type of like these characters are ideas mm-hmm. type of way, and the idea that you fight ideas with ideas, you fight a bad idea with a good idea, mm-hmm. you fight the idea of crime with the idea of Batman. Yeah. Um. And so Bruce Wayne, like, go putting on his costume and going out at night and beating the shit out of Clayface <laughs> is, like, a fraction of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's using his money, he's funding things in the city, he's... Exactly, he fights it both as Bruce and He's Batman. heavy into, like, rehabilitation, like, he's always trying to help Harvey Dent, he believes all mm-hmm. these people can be helped, that's why he won't kill them. Yeah. Um, that's the version of Batman that, like, really works for me. Like, he's probably got a foundation where he's redistributing his wealth. Like, he's doing it across the board. He's fighting crime at all levels. Yeah. I, I, I like I like my Batman in between, where Batman... I like him cold and ruthless. He'll never kill. Yeah. That, that's his line. But I like him being not Superman. Yeah, no, Superman, I agree. Yeah, Superman's, like, being the epitome of, like, I'll be on the billboard. I'll be on the milk commercials. I'm, like, the good guy, you know, yeah. small-town, home homegrown kid. And then Batman's just like, now nah, I'm going to stick to the shadows, and crime is corrupt, and it's dirty, and I will do the same to fight it, and I'm always going to be five steps ahead mentally of everybody. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that, yeah. and like, fold that into mm-hmm. my Batman philosophy, but also, like, he's he's always going to be the one in the Justice League who doesn't want to hang out with everybody else, who's like, there's yeah. an Alex Ross painting where they're putting up a Christmas tree. And he's just, and like and he's like up in the rafters just like watching them do it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's Batman. Yeah. He's just observing everybody. But he's also like, I don't see him as like this guy who's like on the edge and like could go over at any. No, minute. no, no. I think um, he... and you can always see like the fact that there that Robin exists as a character, like this idea that he's always building a family and he's always mm-hmm. trying to help people. Um, he just like is a damaged person and is doing it the only way he really can. Yeah. I mean, his family was taken away from him, so he's just yeah wanted to build his own and that's where this this movie is even more interesting too because there's the rumors well i mean robert de niro plays um thomas wayne no he doesn't yeah no he doesn't yes he does robert de niro's playing a uh i'm gonna Google like a talk one. show host it's it's thomas wayne i think Google thomas right wayne now. is a character in the movie but it's not robert de niro i'm gonna google it right now this is great podcasting uh joker character Comedy. Hmm. That might have been. Yeah, you're right. I know. Well, <laughs> fuck me, I guess. <laughs> All right, so he, there was rumors he was gonna be Thomas Wayne, but I guess not. I think for a while Alec Baldwin was rumored to play Thomas Wayne, that and then he it. dropped out. He did drop out. There is a Thomas Wayne. Because, yeah, he's in the movie. Um, there's I... a theory that, I, um, yeah, he's a talk show host, you're right? But there's a theory that, um. I'm going to look at the IMBD right now, that Thomas Wayne is actually uh, Joker's father, too. Yeah, I read that. That's uh, upsetting. It's interesting, because then it shows, there's that quick scene in one of the, uh, um, oh, it's Brett Cullen is Thomas Wayne now. Yeah. Okay. Well, and there's that rumor, too, that uh, that kid that you see him in the trailer where he like, forces yep. him to smile, that that's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it's Bruce. Um, yeah. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, because it's... If that's the case, that's Bruce at like ten, and this Joker's like fifty. Yeah, he's like 40, Nicholson 50. Joker. <laughs> yeah, he's Joker he's, who's oh. seventy when he starts fighting Batman. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I killed his parents when I was like twenty-four. <laughs> so you're like, you're old, man. 
I remember being like a really young kid and like getting into comic books and like mm-hmm. talking to my parents and they're like, "Well, Joker killed Batman's parents." And I was like, "No, he didn't." No, no, that is just <laughs> that's one, just in that movie. <laughs> just one tale. Stop it. And my dad being like, "Jesus, who cares?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I care. How dare you? <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be interesting if that's if that's true at all. The whole half brothers thing to me is like the hackiest most boring like, I writing think, that you can possibly do. Yeah, I think it's a way, if it if that is the case, to still have that Joker and Batman being the same person connection. Yeah, well, and it's the same as, like, you know, having Joker killed Batman's parents. You need a shorthand to, like, make them nemeses, because you're making, like, a, a one-off mm-hmm. movie. But, it, yeah, and they won't be nemeses, because I can Batman's, like, Bruce is ten. Yeah. Like, he's so young. Well, it'll be like fucking Gotham, where all, mm-hmm. the, all the villains are going to be, like, 60 by the time Bruce becomes Batman. I'm just wondering if um, that scene, because Bruce is like about the age his parents die yeah. in this movie, so I'm wondering if Joker has maybe a hand to do with the death of his par- those parents again. I did. I read something where it's it's like he, what he whips up in Gotham, the sort of like underclass revolution, is mm-hmm. if, what leads to them being killed. I can see so that. in a way he's responsible for it, and that's interesting. Like that's a take. Mm-hmm. That and works. it'd be that'd be interesting if that was that scene was like right after their death. Yeah, it's like. Bruce was coming from their funeral. Yeah, and especially this thing in Elseworlds thing at work. So I'm always a little trepidatious when there's like, they do this in the comics and stuff where they're mm-hmm. like, they uncover a conspiracy, like, oh, this is why the Waynes were killed. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, just in the wide world of Batman, if you focus that much on like one particular thing, it kind of invalidates the idea of Batman. Like, he's not out there to avenge this particular thing, he's out there to fight crime because crime killed his parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, the, it's was a constant motivation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something like Nolan worked out really well where he, like, killed Joe Chill. And so he's yeah. like, okay, you're never going to avenge your parents, so this has to be something else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Like, that's really interesting to me. Yeah. I hope this leads to... It's going to segue into another conversation, but I really hope we get more Elseworlds stuff. Oh, yeah. Because one of my favorite Elseworlds ideas, and I guess the comic itself sucks, was Mm. um, it was the story that Superman landed in Gotham instead of... I've read that comic, yeah. I heard it wasn't good, (laughs) but the idea that he lands in Gotham, the Waynes find him, Mm -hmm. and so he becomes... Oh, Wayne. I guess he's Clark he's Wayne. He's Clark Wayne. Or yeah. they name him Bruce, or is he Clark Wayne? He's Clark Wayne. Clark Wayne. And he takes on... Same thing happens to his parents, right? They get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he takes on the persona as Batman with Superman's with powers. Superman's powers, yeah. And so he has the ideas, and he goes out at night, and he's Batman, but he's a superhero. And, like, that idea is cool, and I would love to see them... Um, like, I wish Brightburn... Yeah. He, I wish that got the DC, like, full-on endorsement. I know, I liked that movie a lot. Yeah, and if Brightburn, if anybody doesn't know, is basically, it's Superman without them ever using the word Superman, because mm-hmm. it's trademarked. He's but bad Superman. He's, it's, it's basically if Clark got bullied in school, and was picked on, and was drove to use his powers to get revenge on people. Yeah. And basically went bad. And so it's that idea of, what if Superman went bad? Mm-hmm. Um, I heard it was okay. I liked it. Like, yeah. I thought it was fun. I need um, to watch it. But... They probably um, do a more successful version of that with like Homelander on the boys, but <laughs> another segue: the boys on Amazon is amazing. It's better than the comic. Is it? Yeah, that's rare. Like that comic's fun, but that show, like I think, does that stuff better than the comic book does. The, yeah, the, if anybody hasn't watched the boys on Amazon, it is, ooh, it is a ride. It is a ride and a half. It's, good stuff. <laughs> it's interesting, and then this is like a whole other 
diversion that I apologize for. No, this is this podcast. It's a conversational podcast. We detour all the time. It's it's interesting to me that there's so many interesting kind of subversions of Superman mm-hmm. in media right now. Like even the Superman, like the Henry Cavill Superman movies are like this sort of like deconstruction of what Superman is. Yeah. But we haven't had like a straight above the line Superman depiction since Christopher Reeve. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I, I just don't know if it would do... Be, yeah, because it's... I think people are... People are kind of done with the whole... He's just accepting who he is. Because, like, what I liked about Henry Cavill's was he was still going to do good. Mm-hmm. But at his core, he's still like, I don't belong here. I am an alien. I appreciate that, and I yeah. think that's really interesting. I just think there's something so powerful, going mm-hmm. back to the idea of, like, these characters as ideas, mm-hmm. of Superman as, like representing this idea that what makes us do evil as human beings is insecurity. Mm -hmm. So like, we're afraid of this, we're afraid of that. And that makes us like lash out. That makes people, you know, do shitty things to other people and stuff like that. And Superman is this person who has no insecurity because nothing can hurt him. Yeah. uh, Physically. And then that's an allegory for nothing hurting him inside. Mm -hmm. And so he's allowed to be wholly good. Because absolute power, instead of corrupting absolutely, has absolved him mm-hmm. of fear, and therefore he can just act in everybody's best interest. You know what I mean? But yeah. It's. Did you ever? You, you followed the Injustice storyline, right? Uh, in, through the games, I've never read. I've heard the comic is good. I've never read it. Um, I haven't read the comics either. But yeah, the Injustice storyline. I liked what they tackled there, which was um, basically what happens when. Superman is actually because the one thing he is vulnerable with is um, like the people he loves, Lois. Yeah, and like what happens when like Joker kills Lois mm-hmm. and nukes Metropolis, but mainly kills Lois. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, that injustice like cutscene um is uh it's really great when like Batman's like interrogating Joker and like what did you do? Like mm-hmm. you actually went so far. Like I can't. What did you do? I can't even believe this. And Superman just crashed through the wall and like rips his heart out. Yeah. And <laughs> that's it. And now and with that idea, Superman's like, the best interest is for me to rule the world and control everything because humans can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> yeah. And so that's, yeah, that's, it's, it's cool. It's a good idea, but yeah. we'll see what that, I really, I think this movie's going to do good. And I think if this movie does good, it should open the door for DC to start getting a little crazy. Yeah, I really hope so. I would love to see something like Batman Beyond in a movie. I would love to don't, see yeah, like don't a get me real. started on Batman Beyond. I love Batman Beyond. I think Batman Beyond has the most Batman thing I've ever seen in multimedia. Oh yeah. Presented in that um that like that first episode. They just put it on the DC streaming service. So I've been watching a shit ton of Batman Beyond. And oh god, it's so good. In the pilot episode they have Bruce Wayne's like last mission as Batman. Yes. And he goes to rescue I think like an heiress. Yeah, she's kidnapped at like an airport. Yeah, she's being held for ransom or something like that. And he shows up as Batman, he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And then he has like he's probably in his 50s, like 55 at this point. Yeah. And he has like some sort of like cardiac episode or something like that and he freezes up. And these guys just pile on him, and they're, like, going to beat him to death. They're going mm-hmm. to kill him. And he grabs a discarded gun and, like, holds them at bay with the gun. Yeah. And then gets her out of there. And then he gets back to the cave, and he's so, 
like let down and disgusted with himself that he lowered himself to use a gun that mm-hmm. that's what makes him retire as being batman he's like yeah. i can't do this anymore yeah, he literally can't he had to resort to using a gun and that is the most batman thing mm-hmm. i love that so much <laughs> they have it it hurts my heart so much cuz right now they have the perfect bruce wayne uh persona to use mm. and that is um uh oh my god I am totally spacing on his name. He was he was Batman eighty nine. Uh, 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 Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Michael Keaton. He's he's hitting that age of where Bruce is in the in the cartoon. Oh, he would be amazing. <laughs> and his time as Batman is, they can even use the fact that he was Batman in like the late eighties, early nineties, because now that is so far yeah. ago that it makes sense. Have you ever heard? There's like a theory that uh, Affleck Batman is the aged version of a. Uh, the Keaton Batman, because of like his I methods I and stuff s- like that, and like the, where he is. That in makes his sense. Because Keaton with the Batmobile in the first oh, second he, movie is kill- he blew somebody up with a bomb. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he, he killed a man. He lights a clown on fire with exhaust from the Batmobile. <laughs> That's the one thing with Keaton's Batman, where it was like Keaton's my favorite Batman. Is it's kind of like, yeah, but he threw a man down a manhole and then threw and a then bomb down blew with him. him up. Yeah. <laughs> like, he murdered people. <laughs> yeah, and that stuff is always, like, it's hard to reconcile those things. Like, Keaton's my favorite uh, Batman as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he's the one Batman where you can see him in that suit. Like you're like I'm coming True. out of a, I'm coming out of the back of an electronics store with like a TV that I stole <laughs> and I see Keaton in that suit standing there I'm dropping that TV I'm walking away because yeah. like fuck this that was me and Affleck every other Batman I would be like ah until he like kicked the shit out of me <laughs> but that for me that's Christian Bale like you see Christian Bale's Batman it's like eh, and then he beats the hell out of you like all right I get yeah, it yeah I get it Affleck um, is the other one because he was just a freaking monster Affleck can't put his arms down when he's in that suit. He looks like there's always kid. something. He looks Keaton like can turn from... his neck. Yeah, but he makes that work for him. For <laughs> me, I think the intimidation factor with Keaton in that suit is so good, and mm-hmm. I love that take of Bruce Wayne where he he can't function in everyday society. Yeah, like he's always on the verge of like a panic attack, and the only <laughs> thing that helps him get through his day to day is putting on the suit and beating the shit out of criminals. True. I love that. I think that's great. I just I'm so bummed. I wanted to see more of Affleck's Batman. Um, get explored. I really want. I I thought there was so much you could do with a uh, Affleck as Batman. I was a bit. I was like supporter, a supporter of Affleck as Batman when everybody in the world was like, "Fuck this and fuck mm-hmm. you for doing this." Um, I support every decision now because I was on the hate train for Heath Ledger. Oh really? I was on the hate train for Heath Ledger as Joker, and then I watched it and I was like, "That was like the best thing I've ever seen in my life." Yeah. And so now I don't make fun of any casting decision. Yeah. No. That's that's definitely close to where I am. Like I. After Batman Begins came out, I wasn't going to question anything Nolan wanted to do because I was so. It was such a good movie. I was. Uh, I think that came out the summer between my junior and senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. So I was like at this perfect point where I was just blown away by it. Yeah. Um. And even then, like I loved Batman so much, and still love Batman so much. <laughs> I know that's why I, I, Joker. It's going to be so interesting to me because at the bottom of my core, I love seeing Joker and Batman. Yeah. So it hurts to like not see Joker interact with Batman like at all. Yeah. Um, but I'm so excited for where they're taking this. Yeah. It looks. It just looks so good. It, I am I am curious about it, and like it probably will be a really great movie. I'm afraid I'm gonna come out of it like Logan. How'd you come out of Logan? Because I loved Logan. So Lo- yeah, everybody loved Logan. Mm-hmm. 
I came out of Logan like this is fine and I don't have a problem with this mm-hmm. but I like wasn't as excited as everybody else. Yeah. And I think a lot of it had to do with like so much of Logan is uh him kind of like moping around going like oh I'm a terrible person and I'm a weapon and this is where it's left me in life. And I was like walking out of the movie and going like when when were you a terrible person? Because I've seen 20 years of these X-Men movies, and you were always just Cyclops with claws. <laughs> what are you talking about? It, I think Logan's going off the idea that the X-Men movies were good. <laughs> they probably actually told a good story. Somewhere. Like, they, they yeah, it, those X-Men movies were just, they, the, were, they were fine. The first two-thirds of the first X-Men is good, and X2 is great. Yep. And First Class is great. But yeah, Wolverine as a character himself is what old man Logan they're going off that idea of like Wolverine. The Wolverine in Logan is not the Wolverine to me in X Men one through right. three. But they use Hugh Jackman and they use Patrick Stewart. But even Patrick Stewart's alive. He didn't he die in the third X Men? Yeah, but then he comes back in some of the X Men movies after that because he puts his brain in his twin brother. Because those movies are a fucking joke. Exactly. <laughs> I the Logan I think doesn't even talk about that. That he's just he's just you know he's Professor X and none of that happened. Yeah. And it's going off the assumption that Wolverine has always been. I will tag along with the X-Men, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Yeah, that's always the best version of Wolverine. Yeah, of course. He's Batman with claws. The way to use Wolverine in a movie is the same way they use Jane in Firefly. That's it. I never watched Firefly. Fuck, dude. (laughs) I'm sorry. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I've gotten that a lot. Firefly's good. That's what I've heard. I've heard it's really good, but I haven't watched it, and I should... I should probably look it up, but um, yeah, yeah. See, now we're now we're. This is really detoured, but this is a conversational podcast, so everybody strap in. <laughs> but the one thing that also bums me out with Wolverine is we never got Wolverine and Deadpool. That would be amazing. Because now they have, they had the perfect combo: Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, like together in a movie as Wolverine and... I mean, Ryan Reynolds kind of played Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Did you love that? Is that your favorite thing? I just love that Deadpool makes fun of that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Have you heard um, this th- this rumor of how they're going to incorporate Wolverine into the MCU? I haven't. I've heard there's casting like, rumors like out the yang. They want to make a Wolverine versus Hulk movie. That would be... That would be really cool mm. if they did it right. I'm just wondering if they're actually going to do that the snap opened up different dimensions. They could. I, I mean, they teased it with... Oh, God, spoilers for Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, not, yeah, not Homecoming. Far, from, far home. from home. They're all the homes. Now he's homeless. <laughs> no, he's got a home. It's just a shitty home. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, what they did with Far From Home was like... The, the lie that Mysterio was like, oh, I'm from another dimension. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking genius. And everybody like, was so ready to believe it, which was really fun. It was I fun. That a lot. I, it was a great, it was a great twist, but it, the idea was great. I'm like, fuck dude, that's how you introduce X-Men and like the Fantastic Four. And like, they just came from a different world, earth. That's been my theory with Fantastic Four for a really long time that they could do, even if they didn't do the multiverse thing, mm-hmm. that they could be like, oh, the Fantastic Four, like, became the Fantastic Four in the 60s, and then they got trapped like in the negative zone. Mm, that and could then be they cool. come back out, so they haven't really aged. Yeah. But now they're in this, this new then, MCU world. And then X-Men could do something with like a... I don't know. Something. something yeah. I guess, I, I don't know. They could open up their own portal with some sort of mutant. You could even say that Snap like created 
mutation or you something could. like that or triggered the X gene in people that were already born. I don't know. You could do whatever. You can do whatever the fuck you want as long as it's good. I heard it. Somebody, <laughs> somebody brought up something about the snap and they're like, nobody's talked about the fact that the Marvel movies have killed off so many humans. Mm. Like, that snap itself, five years has passed. In those five years, people who were snapped that were riding in a plane, <laughs> the plane has landed, it has moved on, and when they're snapped back, they are still in the air. The plane is gone, so they are in the air, they're sitting there, they fucking get snapped back, and they're just playing on their iPad, and they just fucking free fall to their death. That's a good point. People who were snapped uh, in the open or whatever, and let's just say, I don't know, a building was built in those five years, are now snapped into in, a building. Inside the building? Oh no. <laughs> they might be part of the foundation. I, I, I would argue... Nobody addressed the fact that the snap, just those people appeared where they were. People were hit by cars, trains... Do you think part of what makes Marvel so successful is they don't dwell on those things? Well, I, And part of what bums us out about the DC movies, like the Snyder movies in particular, is that they're like, oh yeah, look at all the people who died. Well, and you're like, at, well, that's not cool. That was the one thing they did with uh, Man of Steel. It's like, oh my god, so many people died. And I'm like, Avengers 2, they lifted part of the Earth into the air and then put it back down. You don't do that. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think what's smart about that in Ultron is they make such a big point about their, how they're there to save people first and fight Ultron second. Yes. And then also it's not through like agency of their own that that thing has happened. Like Superman should have like led Zod away to like fight on the moon or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. Uh, let, let's fist fight in the middle of the <laughs> most populated city on Earth. I agree. But they also, yeah, and it was uh, still an island was formed because a, a chunk of the ground was lifted out of the air and mm. then it was just casually dropped into the earth <laughs> that's I not mean, they had be... to put it back well they <laughs> obliterate the 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 mass right otherwise it would have destroyed the earth when it hit like part of the thing was them trying to like blow up the whole land mass I after they did enough <laughs> after they evacuated all the people onto that i don't think they did enough <laughs> i don't know they kind of need i don't superman. know man <laughs> Superman would have just lifted it and been They've like a second They've already got mode. Captain America, who's a better Superman than the DC Superman right now. Uh, God, that's kind of... Well, <laughs> it's tough because it's like... The, okay, so... I just really want to see a positive Superman on screen. We almost had it. There's a uh, there's an interview that I really love, again, with Grant Morrison, mm-hmm. which like I'll, I'll admit that I have too much fanboy love for Grant Morrison. Where he's, 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 good. he's talking to somebody, and it was after All-Star Superman came out, which is the best interpretation of Superman ever. It's like the reboot of back to his original, right? A little bit, Is yeah. that when he has the trunks? He puts the trunks back on? He the, does have trunks in that. It's yeah. like outside of continuity, and it's just like... DC mm. was trying to do this thing for a minute where they're like non-continuity stories of just like the heroes at their purest form. And Grant Morrison did All-Star Superman, which is one of the best, like, the best version of Superman. And then they got Frank Miller to do All-Star Batman and Robin, which is, like, the worst <laughs> interpretation of Batman. Yeah, yeah. And, you um, win some, you lose some. But he, so he's doing this interview, and he's talking about how he feels about Superman. And the guy interviewing him is like, so are you saying, like, Superman is God? And Grant Morrison goes, yeah, he's a more proactive God. Superman loves you. Does that make you feel good? And that's what <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> I What I liked about what they were tackling with Man of Steel... And, oh God, I wish they, DC actually let these movies breathe. They instead strangled them and pushed them together, and it didn't work. Yeah. I, if they let these movies breathe, it would have been wonderful. But Panic. the idea of Superman even being alive, mm-hmm. not only does that debunk religion, debunk most politics, because you have an entire 
party formed on religion. Mm -hmm. He changes everything we think about because he is an alien. That changes, like, society in one action. And I would love to see that explored in a more intelligent way. I, 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 again, I swear they, they had the foundation, and then they just decided to build too quick. I think the problem with Zack Snyder as a filmmaker is that he thinks he's smarter than he is. Yeah. And he'll bring up points, but when he tries to dwell on them, they don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. He tries to world build, and then when you dwell on it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, he's got a Batman that's been around for 20 years. But he's like an urban legend. People aren't sure if he's real. But he's been like fighting the Joker. He's been driving around in a car that looks like him. They, a lot of ideas get debunked by like what? Yeah. Again, it was. <laughs> he blows people up. Yep. But the Joker's still around. <laughs> so like there was parts. Yeah, there was parts that I liked about that. Again, these movies could breathe. They have good ideas. Yeah, absolutely. I loved like the well, idea. They're based that... on like the best ideas. Like yeah. these DC heroes have been around for eighty years. Mm they should have done was they should have took elements of um, they should have took elements of what they were trying to do with uh, Affleck's Batman which mm-hmm. is The Dark Knight Rises Returns and, or Returns yeah, yeah. Um, but basically where Batman's just kind of been dormant like yeah. Joker's in an insane that would have been smart just a vegetable yeah and what brings Batman back into the world is Superman arriving yeah well that's when I saw like the trailers for that mm-hmm. movie that's what I assumed that they were doing they went with the suit like he has like the Returns suit yeah it's essentially like a, a, a little niftier version of it, but yeah. it's the idea. The fat bat. There are so many, yeah, which is what you're wearing. There yeah. are so many ideas in Batman v Superman that I really love. I love that they like show you Jason Todd's suit in the cave. Yes. I love I love that first little interaction between them at that party that um, Riddler slash Lex Luthor <laughs> throws. Oh, God. Where uh, it's like the two of them like clashing as Clark mm-hmm. Kent and Bruce Wayne and just sort of posturing. And then Bruce Wayne, I will contend, this is like the best line in that movie. Mm. Where uh, he says, maybe it's the Gotham City in me. We just have a problem with freaks dressed like clowns. Yep. I was like, that's great. That's great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. And it would have been so great. They could have done... You have the idea of Batman versus Superman, which is perfect. Superman arrives. Batman is dormant. Joker, you can even have Joker become, like, the Mm. vegetable that he is in Returns. That would have been such a cool idea. And, like, you have them fighting, because I don't care who you are, the moment Superman starts fighting anybody, especially equipped like Batman, the news will be there. Yeah. And so you can have the news coverage showing them fighting, Mm -hmm. and you can cut back to Joker just sitting in the room with the TV going, and he just kind of starts twitching, because he's... Just close up on that smile. uh Uh-huh. And it's just like... Oh shit! They just introduced Joker, mm-hmm. and you just now opened the door for Batman solo stuff. Yeah. It makes sense to why he's become an ur- urban legend because he's been gone he hasn't for been so around, long. Yeah. Joker's back because he was a vegetable, and now Batman's back, so Joker's back. I don't know like, why they didn't consult Superman. us. Like we could have made DC. I uh, will. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter, and you can DM me. You can reach out to me through Zach's. <laughs> it just there were so many like ways you could have tied this in that made more sense. And yeah. he could still use Leto's creepy Joker. I liked Leto's Joker. I like Leto's, Leto's Joker too. It would you could get fine. rid of a few of those tattoos. That's all right. Yeah. And like <laughs> it would make sense that his jacket is like everything he wore was like again fit with the Batman, which was if we're looking at Affleck's Batman, he was Batman in the nineties because he he'd been Batman in twenty. 16 for 20 years so like yeah 96 so like you could even add the fact that kind of leto's wardrobe is also outdated yeah and weird looking and so like it would have made sense that he just comes right back into his wardrobe 
had to change his car. Well, I guess he could steal it. Doesn't matter. He's Joker. <laughs> but um, it doesn't matter. But all of that just opens the door, and now you can successfully have the solo Batman movies off of this. Mm-hmm. You can still work on Justice League. I mean. I know you don't watch this show still, despite my protestations. Oh no, which one? Which but they show? just did uh, the second season premiere of Titans on the DC streaming service. And they do this really cool thing where, this is kind of a retcon because they don't really touch on this in the first season, but that the Titans, the Teen Titans were like a thing that happened and failed, like something terrible happened in the past. Oh. And now Robin is like grouping them together. But in the opening, um, like midway through that episode, there's a news broadcast and it shows that the, like this group of you know heroes has done something, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to this cabin in the woods, and like Slade Wilson has been living there. Oh yeah, yeah like that... alone. He's got this crazy beard. His hair is all unkempt. There's no electricity, and he's just like doing his thing. And then he's like in a general store, and he sees this broadcast on TV, and his like eyes like light up. His single eye <laughs> lights single up. Eye. And then it shows him, like, going back to his old house, and, like, it, everything is, like, turning back on, and his Deathstroke suit is there. Oh, speaking of Deathstroke. Look how well that works. Oh, yeah. I'm still mad. I'm still mad. That, they, like, that suit was so fucking dope. Joe Manganiello was great casting for that. Perfect he looked Deathstroke. Cool, even though he looked kind of weird with his hair, like, that bright white. <laughs> it's fine. They, 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 I was so excited. I it was, was like, thrown okay. together for a teaser. It yeah. was literally, like, a costume was thrown together for the teaser. But it looked great. It looked great. It was awesome. And, again. And the, we're never going to see it. I know, because DC fucked us. <laughs> but I'm excited about this TV version of Deathstroke. He's really cool. That is a good idea. It's, I love I, Deathstroke. Deathstroke's one of my favorite comic book characters. He's again, just an amoral Batman. Yeah, and that would have been, yeah, seen it. Seen Affleck's Batman go against Deathstroke would have been fantastic because Affleck's fighting style was like everything I've ever wanted from Batman. Mm. Like that warehouse scene. Besides when he blew everybody up, but when the moment he burst through the window, when he crushes that dude's head with a crate. <laughs> amazing. I personally loved when the guy like stabbed him and he got angry at Stabs the guy. Him back. <laughs> angry at the guy who stabbed him and then angry at himself for getting stabbed yeah. and he just takes it out on the guy <laughs> and I'm just like that's perfect it's Affleck like I'm kind of rusty yeah. but I can still kick everybody's ass but I'm going to make mistakes and then go fuck I know better and then get mad at himself yeah I did I did love a lot of that scene I love that he's like using batarangs in combat that's mm-hmm. something like when you think about it, you've never seen a Batman movie no like, and it's such a simple lovely thing they just every time they've done a batarang it's always been like a one off or like he throws it into a wall to catch someone's attention but yeah, yeah Affleck's actually using all the tools he uses the grapple hook like a lot mm-hmm. he's got those cool like explosives that he like takes out everybody's guns mm-hmm. some of that stuff is great I really hope they incorporate some of that stuff into uh, Pattinson's Batman I my hope for Pattinson did you ever read Zero Year yeah, of course. Okay. I read all of uh, Scott Snyder's run and like really enjoyed the first half of it, and then they really started to lose me. But Greg Capullo's art is always amazing. Yeah, I I loved the idea of Zero Year, which is Riddler wins. <laughs> like Riddler beats a a Batman who's a nascent Batman. Yeah, he yeah. he's still putting his suit together. He's got like Gardner gloves on. Like, <laughs> um, if they did, if they had the balls to do this, but if they did Robertson's Robert Pattinson's Batman. Mm-hmm with elements of the zero year i would personally love it i don't think it's an origin story i think it's like an early batman but he's already batman yeah i think so too but they could did you see i was saving this for maybe another episode but now that we're here this is it's a conversational podcast you never know where it's gonna go i wrote down it's a conversational podcast it's gonna be like your new 
catchphrase. Like you need to do it, it in every episode. I've noticed. Like I've tried to. I've tried to. Keep, Can you just rename your podcast? It's a conversation. It might have to be. Like everybody, it's a conversational podcast. It. Yeah. Disclaimer. I, I've tried to have like we're talking about this, then we're talking about this, and it never works. And I think it's better this way. But yeah. okay, we're gonna. So they, I don't know how dead on this is, but they put out sort of a synopsis for uh, this Batman for, mm-hmm. uh, what is his name? Uh, anyway, the writer-director who did the Planet of the Apes movies and uh, the American version of uh, Let the Right One In, which are all great. I can't remember. Uh, Matt Reeves. Yes, because he's, he's directing it. He's right? writing it and directing oh, it. That's gonna be good. Um, but they put out this like little synopsis. Um, for it. it says the Batman will explore detective case when people start dying in strange ways Batman must go deep into the dark world of Gotham to find clues and solve the mystery slash conspiracy connecting Gotham City's history and criminals in the film all of Batman's rogues gallery are already out there and active similar to the comics and animated shows and movies the film will have multiple villains as they are all suspects is this hush are they doing hush I think it could be a little bit like hush uh, that hope- sounds like hush Hopefully, um, more a more interesting mystery than Hush, because Hush is an episode of Scooby-Doo, where the one character who's not in the rest of the stories is the one who did it. Yep. It, well, <laughs> Hush is a great idea that can actually be done really well. Yeah. I think what's, like, the really over-the-top great thing about Hush is the Jim Lee art. Like, mm-hmm. that really makes everything sing. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of, like, Jeff Loeb, like, the Loeb and Sale stories, like Long Halloween and Dark Victory. Ugh, see, Long Halloween would be another great... Yeah. Like, all those stories, what's cool about them is they're these detective stories, and, like, the, all of, they're these noir sort of influences, and all of Batman's rogues galleries are made to fit in this mm-hmm. noir thing. Like, you have Catwoman as, like, the femme fatale and stuff like that. And that sounds exactly like what he's doing. He They said it's very noir detective-inspired. So if he makes this work, and they get a good fight choreographer, mm-hmm. and they... It's going to be limited fighting, I know that. Yeah. It's more of a detective movie. Well, I'm hoping it, if that means it's more low-key. I always get more excited by really good hand-to-hand fighting that's mm-hmm. well-choreographed. That's why I love Daredevil so much. Daredevil like on Netflix. fantastic. Um, or something like The Raid or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, when things become, like, world-ending stakes and Batman's just flying around it's not as fun. in the Batwing, like, that's less interesting to me. But, like, this gives them the opportunity to, like, go a little bit more low-key with it, and I find yeah. that really exciting. I, if they make this all work, this will be the best Batman movie. 100%. And it, it'll be great. And it opens the door for fun things. Like, they could do the long Halloween. Yeah. They could just flat out do it. You know what I would love to see is, like, somebody really do... And they could do this in a sequel really well, is a good Robin origin. They could. Make that work. It, they have... Like, Pattinson is young enough to where he can knock out a couple of these. We can get really great independent Batman stories. Yeah. And then, yeah, you can introduce Robin. You know what I, else I'd love to see as a sequel to this is uh, Hugo Strange as a villain. Hugo Strange. I fucking love Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange is fantastic. If people who don't know Hugo Strange, he is the one person, well, he's one of the few people in the world who actually finds out who Batman he, is. He deduces who Batman is. And like, there's a few different versions of him, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a comic story from the 90s called Prey. Mm. Um, and it's like an early Batman story and Hugo Strange is like this pop psychiatrist that's interested in Batman Mm -hmm. and then you find out he's like low-key obsessed with Batman he like dresses in a bat suit when he's alone in his apartment and like (laughs) has sex with mannequins and shit like that gets a little little (laughs) turn (laughs) Um, but he gets hired to lead like a Batman task force for the GCPD to like help them figure out who Batman is and go after Batman and then Jim Gordon is forced to like work on this task force so he's like stuck in between those are elements I don't know if the Reeves movie has discussed. That would it's, be great. Is Batman being, is he a vigilante chased by the police or is he sl- like 
underground being endorsed by Jim Gordon, but not publicly. If this is like Batman year three-ish, um, I'm really hoping, yeah, he's like largely, the cops are like, look, this is not, we're not okay with this, but mm-hmm. they're also like super corrupt. And then yeah. he's working with Gordon, but Gordon can't like make a thing out of it. I like, that's my favorite That's place. the best like place, I, I think. My hatred is when he's like fully endorsed by the police. It's boring. It's boring. Yeah. I like, I like the in-between because you'll get some cops who are like, like again, Batman vs. Superman handled this really well because it was Batman's back and like the older cop was just like... Right on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The older cop's like, nah, let's just hang back for a bit. Like, yeah. you haven't seen this, have you? Let's let him brand this <laughs> sex trafficker. Yeah. And, like, that was another that was another element that I loved. They had so many great elements that I've never seen. Like, yeah, he branded a sex trafficker. And, like, people were like, oh, what happens when those when he, people go to prison with that brand, yeah, the Bat brand? Prison. I think they took that a little bit from Darren Aronofsky's Batman Year One script. Mm. Have you ever read that? No. There's this whole thing of, like, when he's putting Batman together as a concept, he's got, like, this signet ring from his father with, like, a TW on it. Oh. And when he punches people with it, uh, it leaves this impression on their forehead that kind of looks like a bat. Oh, really? And then he, like, takes that further and makes brass knuckles with, like, bats on them. So, like, you see people, like, in the hospital and they've got these, like, big bats on their faces. Like, that script was pretty stupid, but... um, it was a little, like, try-hard. It was very, mm. like, super realistic taxi driver Batman. Oh, uh, yeah, Kind of yeah. like this taxi driver Joker they're doing. But... So, wait, it's, that's what I've heard a lot, is it's very taxi driver. Very taxi driver, king of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but that's got Robert De Niro in it as well. That's I like, know, and that's funny because Robert De Niro comedian. is basically that. Yeah. Well, he's like the, uh, like, he switches roles with Jerry Lewis. Mm-hmm. Like, Jerry Lewis is this uh, established uh, talk show host in that. And that's what and movie, and that's what De Niro is. That's probably why they cast. I'm. Oh yeah, I'm always, I'm always for De Niro. Like in any, even now when he just looks like tired, and you're like, why don't you stop making movies? Because you don't look like you want to be here. Quick, <laughs> very quick segue off of Batman topic in general. Did you see the trailer for that Netflix movie he's doing? The Irishman. The Irishman. Yeah, I'm into with that. With Al Pacino, him and um. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci's back. That's very exciting. I thought Joe Pesci was dead, like low key. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but, <laughs> he he vanished. But like, and they're doing the total de aging technology for like everybody. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very interested, and in I'll watch anything Martin Scorsese does. Yeah, Scorsese's directing. That'll be interesting. Well, okay, so you don't hate the Joker as much as I thought. Yeah, I would more use the term like ambivalent. <laughs> like I'll go see it because it's a Joker movie, and like I'm very open to like. I'll be the first person to be like, I was wrong. This was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, my f- my fear is I'll come out of it and just be like, okay, well, that was. And then I'll have to live in a world for six months where everybody's like, did you see the jo- Oh, you like Batman? Did you see the Joker? Yeah. And I'm I- like, yeah, I saw it. And that, <laughs> it is. And that's, but at the same time, I want them to take, I want them to take risks like this. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it, again, this could open the door to everything I've ever wanted, which is give me Batman Beyond. Like, just inject it straight into my veins. Make a real Dark Knight Returns, even though Batman v Superman kind of ruined it cinematically. Mm-hmm. The one the one thing I'm slamming the table for is that, if we're talking about Elseworld, is um, they cast the perfect Thomas Wayne in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, to be uh, Earth 2 Batman. Where the, the... Basically, Earth 2 Batman is where... Bruce and his mom are killed. No, the problem. Bruce, Bruce is, is killed. killed. His, his dad becomes Batman, and his mom becomes the Joker. Yes, and it. Yeah, his the death of Bruce right, drives him insane. And, <laughs> but Jamie, do you remember who? Absolutely not. Was Thomas Wayne a Batman vs Superman? No. It was um, 
I'm spacing on his name. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. The from, comedian from Watchmen, which is another comic book movie. The that father Zack of... Zack Snyder didn't understand. Yep. <laughs> Supernatural. He was the dad in Supernatural. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, he is, like, legit the perfect Thomas Wayne. Oh, yeah. That man wears a hell of a mustache, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the perfect Thomas Wayne Batman. Um, and they had, uh, what's her face from The Walking Dead? Uh, she was the mom. Laura. Laura. Lauren. I don't know. So yeah, she played, um. But I know who you mean. Yeah. And so she would be, um, I could even see her doing the mom joker. Yeah, probably. And that scene is amazing. If you, I take it you've read the comics, but not to spoil the comic, but, um, at the very end, they, they fight. Joker and Batman are fighting, but, you know, now they're, they're husband and wife and they're just constantly talking about Thomas. Is like, I've seen Bruce. Like, I've seen a reality where Bruce is alive. Mm-hmm. And their fight leads them down to where the Batcave is. And um, I think Joker, like, she dies in the Batcave. Like, the fight leads to, this is like the Flashpoint yeah. uh, when I was reading. And the fight basically leads to her falling into the Batcave and dying in the Batcave. But basically her telling her, like, him telling her, I saw a reality where our son lived and he became me. And, like, it broke her even more. And then she just had a deep hatred for him. Oh, man. It, it's rough. But it's a heavy story. And they have the perfect cast. Anyways. Yeah. If Joker's successful, I will it open the door to that right away? No. And it hurts my heart because eventually Jeffrey Dean Morgan will be too old. But then maybe he could do, like, Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> he could. He could be a great Dark Knight Returns. Right now, my Dark Knight Returns choice is Kurt Russell. He Ooh. would be... Awesome. Kurt Russell would be cool. He really missed out. He was almost Batman in Batman Forever. Oh. Before they got Val Kilmer. And I think he would have been a really good Batman. But, oh, my God. The Joel <laughs> Schumacher, like, Batman casting rumors are nuts. They're, They're pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as crazy as Nick Cage being Superman. I, oh, I wish with my whole heart that movie existed. <laughs> they have the documentary that Kevin Smith did. I know. That documentary is wild. <laughs> Him in that suit is crazy to he look the at. Long hair. He got him in that wig, yeah. <laughs> That's great stuff. Oh, that one's insane. What a world. What a world we would have lived in if it could you imagine like Nick Cage Superman and um Michael Keaton Batman meeting? Whoo! Keaton would have been in that movie too, it's uh-huh. like a cameo. Yeah. That would be nuts. Mm-hmm. My god. Anyways, alright, we've detoured far off of Joker and we're about to hit the hour mark. So I'm pretty sure if you've hung around this long, congratulations. No, no, I'm sure your life is. You've rode the nerd train. Your life is better now. You're welcome. You have deep dived into some nerd talk, but this was actually a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So Joker comes out, I think, October fourth. We should go see it together. I want to. I'm down. Yeah, Uh, we can do like a a return to this, and mm -hmm, we can actually do a Joker review. I'll probably want to do that. Um, But yeah, October fourth. It's insane that it's basically good to go now because it was shown at yeah, the Venice Film up. Festival and won every freaking award there mm-hmm. um, and all the reviews are stellar except for I saw one review I'm going to look at it where she was it was you can tell it was just a reviewer who's trying to stand out she was like reaching real hard <laughs> like it's just one of those that like why is his nose red <laughs> she literally said her review was this It was she wrote it for Time I guess Time Magazine um, Stephanie Zacharek. She gave it a 20. I guess out of 100? I don't know. Um, 
I don't know why people do that. Just do a scale of like one to five. Like, why complicate things? It's twenty out of ten. Okay, she really liked 20 it. Twenty out of a hundred. <laughs> I don't know because it's it's in red. That's it's wild. A, and she goes, a quote is, "Phoenix is acting so hard, you can feel the desperation throbbing in his veins. He leaves you wanting to start him a GoFundMe, so he won't have to pour so much sweat into his job again." Yeah, God that forbid. A I'm like, yeah, God forbid somebody puts effort into acting for you. <laughs> I only want Mark Wahlberg performances ever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I could just hear Mark Wahlberg say it's a Terminator, <laughs> like I can't even do a Mark Wahlberg. I don't think it's a real truck. I think it's a Transformer. <laughs> a Transformer, that's right. Optimus, what are we gonna do? God, I didn't watch him. The moment I saw him, I've was seen a way too many of those fucking Transformers. The moment man. I saw him cast in Transformers, I'm like, well, they, that gave up. <laughs> they threw in the White Tower, didn't they? Did you see Bumblebee? I heard it's good. It's really good. I heard it's good. It's a I real have to shame it, it took them like seven tries. <laughs> well, they had to get through Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> they had to trade in Mark Wahlberg for John Cena. <laughs> I like John Cena. <laughs> See? <laughs> he just seems so... He's like a golden retriever in human form. He's, he's just happy movies. to be there. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, good for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, God. It's amazing that we were able to see him at all, though. Uh, I... You don't get that. Re- he doesn't watch wrestling. It. He doesn't understand that reference. You don't know the John Cena. You can't see me. No, it's like a meme. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna end the podcast on the dud of a joke. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure everybody else listening got it and loved it. Jamie got it. I was like, even I got it, and I just started watching wrestling like what a year ago. I think you don't have to watch wrestling; just the internet. Eh. Anyways, all right. Joker comes out October fourth. I'm excited for it. Ooh, it's 25 days, 9 hours, and 26 minutes until movie release. I All was right. counting, so... Thanks, Metacritic. In less than two years till The Batman, which oh, I'm excited for. I'm so excited for that one. That'll be night one, for sure, again. Okay, well, everybody, you're welcome for this, I think. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Like, right. subscribe, all that good stuff. Give me feedback. Just let no, me know if I should stop doing do this, if it's just awful. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Zach. It was good. Of course. Anytime. We'll be back. Again, we'll be back for Joker Talk because we'll see it. And then two years from now, if if I'm still doing this, then. (laughs) If we're all still alive. (laughs) If we're not just murdering our neighbors for water. (laughs) It could happen. Who knows? (laughs) Two years is a long time. I mean, as long as it's content for my other show, all about it. What other show is this? What What show is this? Oh, Hot for Justice? Plug, okay, plug, 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 oh my plug. god. <laughs> the show I normally do. <laughs> okay, everybody. Uh, well, goodbye then. Um, yes. <laughs>